Hey, welcome to Make a Difference Monday, where we encourage you to make a difference in the world and others and yourself. I'm Steve Bullard. I'm the co-founder and CFO of The Pearl House. And today we are joined by my good friend, Eric Mixon. And we're going to be talking about making disciples and continuing that conversation. Eric is a friend of mine. Uh, we actually met through our wives who are good friends. And uh, Eric has been involved in student ministry like myself for many years, and in addition to other cool organizations like Young Life. So he has a really long history of discipling students and, and being involved with kind of the way of life. So we want to bring on Eric today to, to talk a little bit about that. Eric, how you doing? Doing well, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. So thanks for uh, inviting me to to be on and to share a little bit about the heart of discipleship and disciple making. Cool. Tell me a little bit about your background. I touched on your student ministry background. So talk about that and, and then what you're doing uh, nowadays. I, I've had a, a history of being involved in different ministries uh, throughout my adult life and spent some time in Africa uh, planting churches in southern Sudan and um, did youth ministry, as, as Steve, as you shared, um, even worked with Young Life Ministries um, for about a decade here in Oklahoma City. Um, and then the last 10 years, I've been in the business world here in Oklahoma City with a company called Pumps of Oklahoma, and we have a nonprofit called Water 4 that we're involved in. So that's, yeah, just a lifelong um, disciple of Jesus and, and disciple maker. Yeah, it's really cool. And Waterfall is a neat company. We may have to circle back to that later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, in your opinion, what is really the true definition of discipleship? Yeah, I mean, so I think just a little backstory is, uh, even though I grew up in the church, um, it was I was 23 years old when I really began to follow Jesus and to learn what it meant what it means to be a true disciple. And a disciple is, is really to be, is to be a follower of Jesus. It's to be a, a student or an apprentice. Uh, and, you know, you look back at, at in Jesus' time, I mean, um, a disciple, what they would do is they would follow the rabbi, which was their teacher, and they would follow his teachings. But even on top of that, they would follow his lifestyle and uh, what they just kind of imitated the rabbi. And that's what Jesus calls us to do is uh, in following him is if we're going to follow him, um, we're going to become more and more like him. And that's that's the goal of the Christian life. I mean, is to, to glorify him, God, and all that we do. And as we do that by really imitating Jesus. And I think back to when I was 23, I had a pastor who invited me into a Bible study, a discipleship group of five or six guys which was really, really fruitful for me. And he taught me uh, how to read scripture, how to pray, how to memorize scripture, uh, how to, I mean, really just taught me how to fall deeper in love with Jesus. But the, the best part of that time was him interacting with me one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, he took me fishing. He invited me over to his house to have dinner with he, his wife and his kids. He took me on hospital visits. I mean, he took me to Africa for the first time. And so he just, we did life together. Uh, and, and in that, I learned what it, what it meant to really be a follower of Jesus, not so much of what he was teaching me in that little small group session, but more in how just interacting with him and doing life with him. Because discipleship is really about relationships. 
I like what you said about being imitators of Jesus and, and really the role of the disciple. When we talk about discipleship, especially in the church or in, in small group times, we put a lot of emphasis on the role of uh, or the the task we have or the calling we have to disciple, like take people under our wings and show them the ropes of, of following Christ in different, you know, just in all areas of life. So can you describe a little bit, in your opinion, the two-way nature of discipleship, kind of the role of both parties? Yeah, I mean, I think of uh, as the role of a disciple, you know, it's really, you know, you're really finding that person uh, that you really you see Jesus in them, somebody that's a little bit more mature, somebody that, um, you know, is a little bit, you know, more advanced in their relationship with the Lord and, and beginning, you build it through a friendship. So you have your disciple and your disciple maker, and it's, I mean, they're really working alongside each other uh, mm-hmm. and helping each other grow in the process. And I look back now and I could rattle off five or six men that have, uh, help disciple me, and many of those now, it's as I've grown in my walk with the Lord, we really work together in that. And sometimes, you know, we as as disciples, we need to go, oftentimes we need to go seek out those people, those men, those women that, that we really admire for where they are spiritually in their walk with Jesus and then also as, as a disciple maker, we need to be looking around us uh, to see, you know, men and women that, that we can invest in as disciples. But it is, I mean, once again, like I shared, it's, it's really through relationships. So it's doing life together. It's not all as a disciple. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm receiving things from these men that are helping disciple me, but I'm also able to speak into areas of their life, too. Um, so it's, you know, we're really ministering to each other and it's kind of that whole, you know, iron sharpens iron. So you're, you're saying, and I, I I like what you're, where you're going with this. It's just as important for a Christian to seek out people to disciple them as much as it is to seek out people for, for you to disciple. That's right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things when you talk about that two-way nature is how important it is for us, um, man, as we're, being discipled, we need to be discipling others, you know, and I've, I've, there's been times in my life where even recently talking to a a young man who he's, I mean, he's deeply involved in his church and he's discipling a group of young men. And he was asking me a couple of questions. And one of the things I asked him was like, well, who's discipling you? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't really have anybody. And I'm like, man, we always, uh, we just as we disciple others, we need somebody that's discipling us, um, and that's just and that's a part of that that growth process and really even holding each other accountable in the process. When I was a student pastor, I would often get approached by students saying, "Hey, I'd love for you to disciple me, or I'd like to disciple someone, or we want to meet this group. Do you have any books we can go through? And you know, we want to meet at Starbucks every Tuesday or whatever." And, and I think that's great, but you would say going fishing with someone is, is discipling someone too. Absolutely. I mean, when you're doing life on life, you know, you're, you're out there fishing, you're really talking and you're, and you're talking, you're dialoguing about what's going on in your life and challenges and what God's showing you, you know, and I think that we, when it comes to discipleship so often we're, and I've got a, a book right here that I've been reading back through multiplied by Francis Chan, which I'm so thankful for. 
but it's also like the importance of men as a disciple. I want to help teach men to love God's word, you know, and that that's where we need to go. And, and, and we do that. We can do that, you know, uh, through, I mean, just intimate moments where we're in the scriptures, but, but yeah, just sitting down having a cup of coffee with a guy and just talking life, you know, what are you, what's God showing you? What's he, what's he doing in your life? What kind of challenges uh, are you experiencing? What, what things are you celebrating um, in your life as you're uh, becoming more and more like Jesus? Man, great, great stuff, Eric. Thanks for sharing your heart on this. How can people, how can people find you and uh, even find out more about Water 4? Water 4, uh, you can go to water4.org. Um, and you can, I mean, Water 4, our whole, the whole vision behind it, the mission is we want to help eradicate the world's water crisis. And, and we do that by putting the solution in the hands of, of the people. And so a lot of our work is in, uh, in Africa, um, but just in, in the developing world where we're, and we do that, like we want to give them uh, clean physical water, but we're also wanting to bring the living water of Jesus. So through that, that work, we're also able to, to plant churches um, across Africa. And so you can, you know, water4.org. Uh, you can also, um, you can find me at, uh, on Instagram, uh, emix72, uh, emix72, or on Twitter uh, at uh, Eric underscore Mixon. And um, then my email, you can email me at emixon1972 at gmail.com. You have a beautiful family and great kids, so your Instagram is always impressive. <laughs> That's what it's all about. There's nothing about the only thing I post is, is my wife and kids. There you go. And Water 4, by the way, if you haven't heard of it, it's water, the word water. I won't insult you by spelling that, but the, and the number four. So don't spell Number four. That's right. Or the number four.org. And uh, they are active in Ghana as well. And uh, we've had some, uh, they've definitely helped out some communities near the Pearl House. It's really, really a neat organization. So Eric, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hope to have you on again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. See ya. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.